and I just I paid for the business for like three and a half months without any money coming in and that killed me there's a few different ways that you can create massive wealth and one is where you were going innovation then two is leadership and three is What do you think is the thing that's driving you to grow your business today? It's looking in hindsight, like where you started. Mm -hmm. So I always, I tell the story a lot where when I started, it wasn't, so in case you don't know, I'm in the solar industry, right? right. I mean, obviously you know, but I wanted to get into the solar industry before we went on UDP, mm -hmm. right? And I had no business acumen. I had n no idea how it worked. I just knew. I wanted to get into it because I saw people doing well. That was my first thought. So in the barracks in Okinawa, like I was Googling how to make solar panels on, on God. Like I didn't, I didn't think it was sales. I didn't think anything. I was just like, okay, if I can just create panels, like cool. Yeah. And I started thinking like, okay, what if I create, so I have to create energy. What if I put little fans in between freeways? Like I was just thinking like, not very business related, but just like, how do I create this, right? Being innovative. With it. Yeah. So I came back from UDP and I was like, hey, we're knocking doors. I was like, oh, shit, that's what we're on. So I started doing that. And then our first year, like I still, I, I'm like in the middle of framing that. Where our first year, we did $8,603 as a company. And I, we look back now and it, you see like constant growth, which is kind of what I guess drives that. Also seeing like, the people that have been with me for, you know, through all of that, be able to grow. It's like a good feeling to see that. Yeah. Like, just so that everyone knows, Alex was my first interview with the Romeo Echo podcast. And it's for a reason. Like, I see your success, man. And it's, it's something that I, I really appreciate and admire because I, it, it's not easy. It's definitely something that a lot of people, like, take for granted if that makes sense, like people who it, it might even be people who work for you, people who are around you, they, they take that for granted. It's a lot of work that goes into being successful in any business. And I think the hardest thing to do right now, especially, especially like with the environment of like everyone being home and like having that like social disconnection, door to door sales is the it's it's one of the hardest things to do now more than i think ever yeah i, I think it's crazy that uh, that you had an interest to get into solar mm -hmm. and you immediately went to damn how can i create solar panels yeah like straight into like engineering which yeah. i think there's there's a few different like there's a few different ways that you can create massive wealth and one is where you were going innovation uh -huh. Then two is leadership and three is sales. Those three things, like the wealthiest individuals I think in the world are either innovators, leaders, or salespeople. Yeah. And uh, I never heard about, I never heard it like that. Yeah. But my, my thing was in, in the beginning, like I, I only enlisted in the Marine Corps. It was to pay for school. And obviously like I picked the Marine Corps because it was the Marine Corps, but I could have went to any branch. But I only joined for the Marine Corps. I mean, for uh, school. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't care about anything else besides like that GI Bill. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I was. I was the easiest uh, TC ever. Like, I guess that's good. 
I mean, the recruiter <laughs> man got lucky. Like, yeah, he's like, like, I'm going to get my school paid for he, it. He called me, and I remember he called me and um, yeah. talked about the 180,000 NROTC, and I was like, I'll be there, mm. right? And I remember hanging up the phone, and I called him back. I was like, do I need to be in a suit? Like, do I need to show up in, like, some attire? Like, how do I come to this meeting? Mm-hmm. He wasn't even there. And then I spoke to somebody else, and he was like, all right. And I remember that was, like, a Tuesday. And then he was like, you want to go to MEPS on Thursday? And I was like, fuck it, I'll be there. Damn, mission <laughs> maker right there. All right. Like, and, uh, good to go. Yeah. So did you even end up going to college? No, I dropped out. I dropped out right after Germany. <laughs> yeah. I got into school. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I remember I was, it was my senior year of high school. And I, like, I grew up, I'm Asian. Obviously, like, I was like bred. Like, if you don't go to school, you're a failure. Damn, right? I couldn't tell. yeah and um i remember like that's kind of what drove me to enlist anyway was because i knew i had no money right and i got accepted into a couple schools out of high school but i always felt like i wasn't that's not where i wanted to go like my my whole thing was like ucla usc obviously there's rivalry but it was just like okay those are the schools here and um a mentor i had at the time was like you're not smart enough to get in there like just point blank and i was like fuck all right <laughs> okay so you're fucking asian bro it's, it's yeah like but i'm competing with other asians like i, I like don't get me wrong like i, I had like, asians yeah yeah <laughs> i had i had like a i don't know like a 3.5 that i had to like grind for but i was also working i was working full-time in high school and this was in support of your mom right it was in support of just like bills not necessarily to pay for my mom but it was like okay i gotta pay for it. like like she's by herself no one else makes money and so like i remember i was a i was 16 and i worked like 42 44 hours a week under the table yeah and what was that what i was a server at a at a little college sushi sushi restaurant Mm -hmm. like just fit it and um yeah that was my schedule like go to school from seven to three drop my brother off from four to eleven every single day i used to work and then eleven to twelve i would gym and then try to copy someone's homework and then repeat every day but yeah, I I worked towards it. So obviously, like, I joined the reserve and I w- tried to, like, go through school, which I, I still did. And I, I bartended part-time and I did all of it. But Germany came, like, our, our um, one of our new officers walked in and was like, yo, there's a, like, a, what is it? It was, um, like, a, a, I don't remember the actual term, but it was basically to go to Germany. You're on per diem, BAH, all of it. And I was like, what the hell? So as a Lance Corporal, they were like, you're going to make like 9600 a month. I'll, I'll be there. Like, fuck school. Yeah. So I did that, left. Um, 9600 a month as a Lance Corporal. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, un- <laughs> crazy. that's crazy. What was that? Was that legit? Yeah. So yeah. I remember seeing my orders like, what the fuck? Like, how the hell did this happen? And he was like, so you're on your base pay, which was like 1700 bucks. It was... um it was bh la right and then they gave me per diem yeah so that's great so for those that are you that are watching like uh a lance lance corporal that's like the third rank that you achieve when you get in the marine corps you're private then a pfc then you get promoted to lance corps so you're still brand new (laughs) and to be joining the marines and making ninety six hundred dollars a month yeah six figure six figure income Income, yeah like in the marine corps well, recruiting stations, their phones are about to blow up. Yeah. Like, 
And that's what I realized because as in the reserve, you can do like uh, global billets. And that's when I learned about all of that. And and luckily it was, I'm fortunate enough to have had that officer because I only had him for like four months. Mm-hmm. Um, but he told me everything. Like he was, he sat me down as a Lance Corporal and was like, this is what your options are. And I remember that's the reason why I was like, well, school can wait then because I'm broke. <laughs> I'll take this money. And um, I remember just like, they would pay um, for lodging too, and they and they just paid for all this random. Sh- and I was like, "What the hell are they paying for?" On top of getting paid, right? Yeah. So I was like, "All right." And I remember just like swiping my Amex, like I'm gonna get points. They're gonna they're gonna <laughs> reimburse me. I wasn't gonna use the charge card or the travel card. So yeah. I was like, "All right, I, I'm gonna use this." But well, that's the power of good leadership, right there, man. Yeah, honestly, points. really. And and I remember just like we were at the commissary. I would spend like five bucks on food, and just I wouldn't spend any more like never mind did you feel that uh in the reserves you had a you had a lot of flexibility on the type of assignments that you can volunteer for um that you pretty much had like assignments uh at the palm of your hands to yeah i'm i'm a big advocate like i am pro reserve like you can i think it's a double-edged sword though because i feel like a lot of people who do join the reserve it's for you know it's usually for like law enforcement or or whatever it is but i think most people don't have like a clear or or strong enough reason which is why they end up like i'm not saying all of them like again i think we are the most successful branch per capita but that's why you see a lot of people in the reserve who who kind of struggle because they can't they don't they think like well it's not working for me which is the same in business like grass is greener on this side Mm -hmm. so they kind of bounce around but i had a strong enough at least for me at the time was like i had i don't have any money i'm gonna pay for school this is how i did it and so even when i went to germany it was for that like okay i'll have some money and then but like understanding that now or what i've learned at the time you can choose to go in and out you can take a a two-month billet and come back or you can do all of it at once or, or whatever it is and so Knowing that, I have always, like, I sat down with recruiters multiple times, and I, I obviously talked to, like, their prospects for, to sell the reserve for them. And I think if you are somewhat, like, goal-oriented, I mean, everyone, I think, joining the Marine Corps is goal-oriented, but if you have a clear reason as to why you're doing it, I think the reserve is, like, a super beneficial for... I think for, well, for you, your your goal was to get school paid for yeah. it, so... Yeah, that's I think no better no better setup than the Marine Corps Reserve for that. Yeah. Definitely. One of the things that you said really stood out to me, um, the Marines being the most successful branch per capita. Tell me yeah. a little bit more about that. Like So I, yeah. Um it was the way that I saw it was like it, it kind of stuck out to me where I heard mm-hmm. this before where they say like we're the smallest branch, but we're the most prideful branch, right? And so you'll see like Someone brought it up to me where they're like, you'll see more Marine Corps stickers or more Marine Corps flags than you will see Army flags or you will see Air Force or whatever it was. And they, the point was, the, all the other branches have more people. Mm. But we're the most prominent. And then I came to, it came to re, like a realization where, I don't remember the statistic, but it's like out of the Fortune 500 companies, a, a, a big chunk of them are former Marines. Wow, that's crazy. And yeah. That was a pitch that I got told while I was getting recruited. True or not, 
Yeah. yeah. And I looked it up and I was yeah. like, all right. And yeah. it, I think in reality, like that's kind of where all this stem, like even business stem from where I didn't know anything at all about any business. And I kind of made do with what I had little by little. And um, yeah, I, it's nice seeing like, like even in, in Paxton, like I have a guy from the Navy. I have a different guy who is in the army or was in the army. The Marines produce the most. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think that is? I think it's their ability to just, yeah. I don't know, just take, take in the sun. Yeah. yeah. Take it. Dude, we're comfortable yeah. just being tortured. Yeah. It's just the most comfortable that you can be and smile. <laughs> and like just love the 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 suck that you're going through and just be like oh i wish it was worse yeah, danny loved this yeah that's that i i think of you when i think of that like ah oh, i wish it was harder yeah i like, would never even yeah. say that man if, yeah. if only if it was raining right now yeah yeah today would be a lot better but I, I think it's just that i i think in entrepreneurship or like in business um i heard this quote or i heard this saying where they were basically like you're not a real it, it's like one of those it's like real entrepreneurship is when you lay down in bed you have your hand your head in your hands and you have no clue how to to get by and and you think it's impossible but you just somehow stick through the next day and i think that's what marines are able to do yeah that's real <laughs> shit like yeah. it's uh there's a lot i think well i think that entrepreneurship is even more challenging than, oh, yeah. than the marine corps <laughs> of course. i would I would rather be getting shot at <laughs> than dealing with some of the shit that we deal as business owners and entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's real. It's just yeah. cause in the Marine Corps, you're freaking trained. Yeah. So like, yeah, there's intensity. It's, you know, it, your adrenaline's rushing, you know, there's, it's a, it's life or death situations yeah. at times when you're getting shot at bullets or rounds are going right past your, your eardrums, <laughs> but you're, you're trained you're trained to do what you got to do yeah where entrepreneurship there's things that you've you've never been trained for yeah. there's things that you never even anticipated happening things are falling apart things are like you're doubting yourself you're yeah. doubting your mission your vision and on top of that your world is your your company might be crumbling apart and it happens like yeah. the most successful individuals out there will tell you that they deal with problems on a daily basis where even they doubt themselves yeah like it's it's crazy i think being able to have like a, a network of just like I, I see your post where i i believe it too where there's a lot of people who act you know like well, fake, fake it, it like, right yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and i've seen multiple posts like that from different like real estate investors who are like i hate dealing with people who just act like they produce but they don't produce shit mm -hmm. but it's um like it, it's exactly what you said like there there were this year was like my best year but also my worst year like i had like a, a super so. high high and so um like thank god every year we've been able to grow and and best year it was your best year in terms of like sales and revenue yes best year and it was also like and what how i was, was it were your worst year um earlier this year my industry here in california took a big hit right it took a big hit and um it kind of like shook the solar market and so actually a lot of big players they went under and um it was during that phase where again like 
we didn't have training for it. Like it was just this new law that passed and they're like, boom. And what I, was I'm, the law? It was basically, it, it applies to like places like Santa Clarita Valley, um, where if you have excess energy, right? So your panels produce, let's just say 10 kilowatt worth of power. You use mm -hmm. five. That extra five, you, you kind of bank it into the utility company and you can pull it later at night, right? It's dollar for dollar, essentially. So what they charge you is what they're going to pull back for. Mm -hmm. They passed this law where they said, no, nah, I'm going to pay you 25 cents of the dollar. And so now solar became more expensive. Like you needed more to offset your bill where I'm like, I'm not trying to sell you panels to sell you panels. It's to get you to save money. Like that's yeah. the bottom line. Yeah. Um, I'm not an advocate of like, I don't think oil is bad or gas is bad. I still believe like you still need like natural, like you need oil, you know, but that took a hit. And then shortly after um, I made some good investments where I, I talked to you about where I made some yeah. money and I lost it. Uh, yeah i lost like a hundred over a hundred grand in like three days and i was like what the hell and i remember waking up at five in the morning like not knowing what to do and i would drive to the office and i would just pace by myself like in darkness with my, i was like how do i do 100k in three days <laughs> was it crypto no it was um it was in stocks stocks yeah That's i mean good to go all right hell yeah luckily um and i that's like where i know i struggle where this is like guidance that i try to seek but i i try to hold on to a lot of cash reserve because i've also had no money before so yeah it's because of that though that made me not go under this year when a lot of people did like i had a lot of cash reserve where i could afford to cash roll or bankroll the company because money was not flowing in and so i was like all right well I'll, I'll pay for it and I'll, i just i paid for the business for like three and a half months without any money coming in and that killed me like oh shit what do i do what do i do and and like you came out on the other side hindsight is is 2020 but when you're going through it it's like okay how long is this going to happen yeah. like i don't know if this is going to be a, a like a, a long-term thing or like is the third month going to be the last month? Like we have some deals coming in, but the money's like, until the money's in, it's not real. Exactly. It's exactly. Real. That's how I felt where we were still selling deals, but the deals we sold from three months ago that have already been finished have not come in. Mm -hmm. And then it, that's like where this quote hit me where they're like, you have, are you willing to sprint if the distance is unknown? Right. That's, and, and, that's wild. And I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh fuck. So that's when I was like, all right, I'll put all my money in. Like I'll put whatever I can in. I'll put in more work. Dude, I, I remember I had to go through that early early 2023 because we were planning on going to Texas, right? So then like you stop the marketing, you kind of hold back a little bit. I'm going to go through this big change. And like in, in our business, it's like a six month cycle. Whatever you're doing today is going to happen six months from now, right? It just naturally happens. The, the actions that you're taking today, you're going to see it in six months. And then I'm like, okay, all right, we're going to Texas. All right, we're going to... Uh, I don't think we're going to Texas anymore. Like, shit. Like, I don't think this is happening anymore. Well, okay, let's go back. Let's let's get back into it. Okay, well, we don't have any deals in the pipeline. So then, all right, what do we got? We have some referrals here and there. Ah, oh, shit. Okay, now let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's build, the, like, the social media. Let's keep doing the work that, like, the fundamentals. And you don't know if it's going to work. You don't know if it's going to work. 
but it ended up panning out and we ended up making some money. So it's, it's like hindsight's 2020, but damn, like it was, it was tight, you know? I, I feel that. that that stuck, but that's what I think it comes down to. And I, and what I believe in like the whole saying of like, if I can do it, anyone can do it, I think is true, but it also takes a level of like, like beyond resilience. Like you have to be able to kind of just like, not be delusional, but like Ed Milet talks about it, where it's like desire, right? Or you know his, um, and it, it's just that a bit like okay, well, I want it this bad, so I'll, I'll do whatever I need to, and that's what it comes down to. Because there are times where like I, I'm, we all experience it, where there's just doubt, where you're like, what happens if I like? Do you ever do you ever think yeah, about quitting? Of course. Yeah. Yeah, many times, many times. Like even this year, I was like, oh. and it's not like I don't think it's actual. I think it's just bad mm -hmm. thought. I don't, yeah. I don't think I have like the actual like, um, intention on quitting, but it's just like, you know, when shit hits the fan, you're like, God damn, like, I just want to, I just want to move away. I just want to be done with this. Yeah. And so that, of course, yeah, I think about all the time, like, okay, well, I could, what can I do? And then I realized like, okay, I just got to push because this is what I got. But there, there are many times. And I think you might have experienced it too, where it's like, how, do, how long do I, can I keep this up? And that's a thought I I constantly have. Like, okay, how how long can I, or how much longer can I keep it up? But then it's just that one more theory. Like, okay, just take it one more day, one more day, and then it ends up panning out. So absolutely, it's just not quitting. One yeah. more day. Yeah. Being relentless. Yeah, basically. Relentless, Alex. That's the <laughs> that's the tasteful plug right here. Yeah. Follow him on IG <laughs> at Relentless Alex. Really? Yeah. That's a. Just checking real quick. Just making sure that we're still good. Yeah. So what is uh so what is new for you, my friend? What's uh what does twenty twenty four have in store for you and um twenty I was telling that Danny, um I think it's just more so like and I I think we all listen to the same people in terms of the guidance, right? And I got it from you where um, you're actually the reason why I even am in Arte is because like, that's a, a good story too, but they, he talks about progress, like, like fuck a resolution, but just this, this should be a re resolution is just progress. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I'm saying. Like the first question when that, when we started was what you asked and my answer was progress. Just seeing that progress is kind of what drives me now. Um, but that is now new for me where this year i'm not really like I, I i am dialed in but i'm more so dialed in on the fact that we are progressing right um obviously i, I talked to you offline about like little things that i want to do outside of what i'm doing yeah. but um i i think it's just to it's yeah progress that's that's what's going to be new for me progress over perfection right yeah absolutely just moving forward so what is so what is progress, let's say, for, for Paxton right now? Like, what are you guys envisioning? Like, what, what new skills do you feel that you guys need to acquire in order to get to, not necessarily next level, because there's no, like, direct level, but to progress in your business today? I mean, a very simple metric, and what we both do is just numbers, right? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, well, we did X amount. We can do X plus whatever it is. And, and again, that, that'll show progress in itself. But... More so, my thing is like I want my guys to be self-sufficient, like 
just have it automated right like i don't have like the whole um art of the ai stuff i don't i don't have any of that but i have now kind of seen the benefit of like not being able to be like i don't have to be in the office i choose to like i want to be there right but um there's you know there's you you wore every hat yeah. at one point and that's kind of what it was for me where there would be times where i'd be golfing they're like i need a deal i need to run this deal and i would have a laptop on me like hey i gotta stop for a second and i would sit down pull my laptop and run a deal and you know where now i don't i don't have to be in i'm not so much involved in in it where i can just offer a level of guidance or whatever it is and to me that's pro- and i hope that can kind of trickle down yeah absolutely i think that one one of the things that like i've started to realize recently is that like once you start like you start to like make money and and, like nice things but i think that the thing that starts to like bring a lot more pride and a lot more like i'm doing a good thing is having people who work with you or like are your employees starting to succeed and I like I, I really love that you point out a lot of those in your stories. A lot of people are going to think that it's boastful of that person to talk about, hey, I just bought this new car. I just bought this and this and this. But for you, it's a pride point. And I could, I could tell it's a point of pride because it's like, okay, I gave them the path and they fucking sprinted. They ran. They ran with it. And I think that's a lot more powerful than a lot of people realize. Yeah, I, I do. I, I know that I do talk about at least my guys a lot. Because it is something where I think a lot of them had um, not a chip on their shoulder, but they didn't fit into like the constructs of like, you you have what it takes to be successful, right? It was just like, you know, some of their guys, like, I'm not saying they're not smart, but you know, there are some people who are just more put together in terms of like, they have, they can um, speak clearly or enunciate or, or whatever it is, or they know how to do math better or whatever your idea of six or how smart you are mm-hmm. is right but you can't like they always say you can't teach drive i've had i've had some very very smart guys who um by any means like their iq is probably higher than any of ours mm-hmm. but that doesn't always correlate to success like success and so when i see guys who they always tell me a story like i have a guy who told me a story about sitting with a teacher and the teacher pointed out at the window pointing to the street like that's where you're gonna end up and he does well <laughs> and i yeah i've had guys who i make fun of him to this day i'm like dude you're 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 lucky that um like we just talked shit but it was just like hey you're you're proof that um you can be dumb as rocks and still be successful like we'll we'll talk like that but yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. one of our coaches uh talks about uh like the the head coach uh, mentioning another another member that like he, uh, she relates to uh, was it uh, Forrest Gump Forrest that Gump. she's just like Forrest Gump and that he like that's actually a compliment yeah. like he said go and she went and she makes a lot of money like it, it's just a matter of taking that direction and 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 moving forward with it executing on it learning from it and like that I think that's the basis of that like you can be as intelligent as as you can be but without action without implementation it's irrelevant yeah. it's useless yeah like execution execution is everything yeah it doesn't matter like how 
how well a plan is, how great an idea is, um, how perfect it is if it's not executed. Yeah. Like even a even a half-assed plan executed will be yeah. way better than a perfect plan. Never. Yeah. I've heard that. I've that's a. I think like the word. It's a really strong, powerful word, and I think it's often like overlooked, but it is true. Like people, you know, there's people all the time who, like, you'll see on Instagram, they're they just started business, but they have like eight companies, or, or they think they do, and they're like, okay, well, this is the plan, and nothing happens. Yeah. Right. But it's like, um, if you at least try, and there are some guys where I follow, they're like, okay, well, I'll fail it through. And I think that's kind of the the um, a, a big driving factor in your potential or future success is the ability to see things through where, because a lot of people when they start business or they start whatever it is, there's a level of like excitement because it's new and you're like, okay, well, and they're, they're not buying a pipe dream, right? But it's like, okay, well, now I can make a lot of money. And then three months, four months, six months, a year passes and you didn't make shit. Yeah, and they're, they're motivated. Like, yeah, they're, exactly. They're motivated, but they're not committed yeah. to stay true to what they said they were going to do. I feel like I feel like I'm going to make so much money. I'm going to do all this. I'm going to do all that. Five days, five days later. Oh, I'm, I love this. This is so cool. This is so fun. Three months later, it's like yeah. I'm not making any money. I'm going to go start this. Yeah. And I, like I think a lot of people like just to kind of play off of what you're saying. A lot of people see really successful people having multiple businesses and think that that's the route that they need to take. They need to have multiple businesses at a time where they didn't see, they got really good at one business and then they added another business. They automated this first one and then they're working on the second one to automate that to make it work for them and then so on and so forth. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge proponent of that. Like, and I, I don't remember where I heard it, but I know like Ed Milet's huge on that, right? Yeah. He talks about your... There's a, I'm sure you've seen the video where they talk about your, your average millionaire or whatever he talks about doesn't, did not have multiple streams of income when he started, right? And I think in today's world, it's very easy to have that flash of like, I, ha I have this income, I do this, I do this. Because you know, I'm sure people try to recruit you into whatever they do, right? Left and right. <laughs> well, if you look yeah. up the DMs right now, yeah. it's like, oh, and it's all an easy fix. Like, yeah. hey. This is so easy. Like you'll make millions overnight. You'll yeah. I love your work. Instagram. It yeah. looks so cool. Yeah. And I, I was I was recently uh, reached out to. It was by like somebody I know, and basically talking about I have multiple streams of income, right? And I called him on his bluff. I was just in the mood because I, I I normally don't read him. Um, and he was just like, yeah, I now I'm on my fourth stream of income. I was like, if you don't mind me asking, like, how much do you make per stream of income? He's talking about like two grand. Like, so you make eight grand a month and you want me to leave what I do to create another stream of income? Like, that makes no sense to me. Mm -hmm. But that's the story I tell where this is all I know. It's because I put all my eggs in one basket. Like, I know the whole theory of like diversify, but in the very beginning, I do believe in like, a level of dilute or desire slash delusion where you're like it's going to work and this is what i'm going to put everything in and so yes the as soon as i got back from udp the very next week i started knocking doors i'm not saying i was successful at it because i sucked balls when i started um but it was just a level of like this is what i got so let's make the best of it and that's how it grew and now speaking to you prior to this 
I think I'm at a point where I, I can step down a little or, you know, and pursue something yeah. else. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to when you were knocking on doors, uh, you ever have anyone just flip the fuck out? Oh, Not, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. So yeah. I remember um, I was a newly promoted sergeant. <laughs> okay. And, and you know, when you're a corporal, you're, you, they, they'll give you a level of respect, like just Marines walking by. Right. But then it hit me when I pinned sergeant, everyone was like, good morning, sergeant. Good morning, sergeant. Right. And um, it was not that that was important, but that's kind of what I got used to. Right. Yeah. And then I remember knocking doors where they were just like, get the fuck out of here. Fuck. Like taking my clipboard, taking shit away from me. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I, I don't know. It was just like a huge culture shock where I, in my head, I, a lot of it, that's where I struggled. I remember like pulling up to a neighborhood and there's a saying, the, the first door is your hardest door and that being your car door, right? So I pulled up to this, to this neighborhood and I would sit in my car for like 45 minutes, an hour contemplating like, what the fuck am I doing? What the hell am I? Like I had school paid for. What am I doing? And God, dude, I've had those moments, bro. Like you have those feelings. Yeah. It's so hard. Cause I, yeah. for me, like I felt Imagine, like, I imagine myself being on, the, like, on the other side of the door, and I, like, imagine, like, imagine this idiot walking up to my door, <laughs> knocking on my door, yeah. and asking me, like, do you want to buy or sell or, like, do anything with real estate? Get the, get the fuck out of here. Go, like, get, get out of here. And it gets in your head, like, but if you start to think, like, okay, I'm actually going to be helping these people, like, my intent is, is different from what they envision. Like if you can go over that, like that's. Yeah. And I think that's why sales has like a, a I love sales. Right. But there, a lot of people um, take that word as like a negative, with like negative connotation. Cause it's like, Oh, I don't want to be sold nothing or whatever the case is. And that's, that's what I preached. Cause in the very beginning, it wasn't like, I'll be honest, the very beginning, it wasn't, I want to service these people. It's like, fuck, I gotta make, I gotta make my mortgage. Like I have to make money. And I, focus is inward instead of exactly outward. exactly and um it took me a long time to make it because i was so me oriented i was like okay well if i don't sell this deal like shit how the hell am i going to pay for whatever it was and then i i would t always hear like okay we'll service them first like, that makes no sense to me that, how and when i made this switch like an actual switch to like okay let's do what i can to help this person is when we made more money right but yeah in the very beginning that's what it was like and i used to wait in the car sit there contemplate i like i remember because i was a, i was motor t and i was like well i could go be a mechanic like i had offers as with the union to be a diesel mechanic the hell am i doing here and then i would find the courage to open my car door and i would sit on the sidewalk for like another 30 minutes like fuck 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 this and then um knocking the door like my first my first ever door i knocked i didn't even know what to say like i i am pr in, very very introverted in terms of like naturally so i remember knocking this door it was um he looked like a, a rapper in our in our office we call him Moneybag yo <laughs> but um um i remember knocking and i was just like crap i don't know what to say and i was like i'm sorry sir have a good day and i walked back and I went back on the curb and I was like, shit. And then, um, yeah, but 
in hindsight, when you look back at it, that's kind of where I think that came from because they're like since since day one, it was something that I didn't want to do. Like again, my whole thing was like if I go to school, get a corporate job, like that was success to me. So it was there was a level not embarrassment, but I I was embarrassed to say like this is what I do. This is what I do. And then I put all that aside where I'm like, well, this is why I've been able to attain what I have is because I was willing to do things that most people aren't willing to do. Embrace the suck. It's going yeah. back to embracing the suck. I, I think that really aligns with what you were saying earlier about Marines being very successful Yeah, because you're, you're built, you're forged in an environment where you're able to withstand suffering yeah, more definitely. than anyone else like more than the chair force and, the <laughs> army and yeah i mean the army just comes in and takes credit after the marines have embraced that suck yeah. and accomplished the mission so no yeah <laughs> what yeah. <is> that trevor <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trevor's watching yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, our, he's our only army guy so yeah. just got to poke some fun yeah. at him yeah but i do yeah. believe that like there's this saying of like people won't do things unless they inherently want to Right. Yeah. So a, a quick example would be like, you know, you're you're out of shape and everyone tells you like, hey, you're getting fat or whatever it is. They know that, but they don't do anything about it because they don't really want to be making a difference no. or they don't want to change. And so I, I say that to anyone who walks in or, or in anything, not just business, but it's like if you actually want to make a difference in, in your life, well, however that may be physically, mentally, financially, whatever it is, you have to actually want it. Right where I think using like um, a physical form of your body is a very easy way to explain it. But there are people who know they're, they're out of shape, they're fat, and they hear that all day. And they know exactly what they need to do in yeah. order to rectify that. Exactly. But they, they don't want it. They, they, don't want it <laughs> they don't want it enough or they allow themselves to, to just be like, no, nah, this is easier. Like, I like this better. They they allow those like those thoughts to come in and say like, hey, you know, take that. You want some cheesecake, right? Yeah, I want some cheesecake. All right, cool. But you know, you're supposed to not eat that and actually let's go have that that chicken breast at home. Nah, that that's what it is though. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what it is. There's a quote uh, from Tony Robbins, I believe it is. Everyone knows what they need to do. They just don't do it. Mm -hmm. And and that's bottom line in anything. It's. I think it all comes down to the short-term fulfillment. Like yeah. the short-term fulfillment when they eat that cheesecake. Fuck, that, <laughs> that cheesecake. That's all I want. Good right as now. a motherfucker. But they, because they can't see the fulfillment of that, those freaking rock hard freaking abs. And don't look at me. I'm, it, yeah, it's, yeah it's, uh, we just got past Christmas. Uh, but I'm on, on 75 hard. 75 hard, hard yeah. yeah. But it's, the fulfillment is just so far away. Mm -hmm. Their perspective is, they can't really see that. Yeah. So they just go for the short-term fulfillment. And yeah. it's the same as like business, like yeah. getting out the, getting, getting out the car door, opening that car door. Yeah. And that's not fulfilling. Yeah. That, that's very uncomfortable, but they can't see the, the long-term fulfillment they're going to get mm -hmm. when they execute on that. Yeah. I'll put this in the perspective of, of business, right? Like for, for us, for example, like if I were just to take a sale, right? I, I, like my client said that, oh, this looks great. I'll, 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 I'll go for this. But I don't believe it's a good, good opportunity for them. And I use this example a lot. 
but like I will tell them no, you need to go for this. Even though I lose I lose commission or whatever it may be, I see that as a better opportunity for them. But like in the long run, like it and it is a better opportunity for them. I could have taken that bigger better deal today. But tomorrow that turns into like hey, you have to go call Danny. Danny's the guy like he hooked me up with this place. He's got me like I, I thought I was going to go into this house, but he told me to go into this one and it's turned into this for me. Then that person is also coming to me first and because they already like me, trust me, like they already have that connection with me because someone else already had a great connection with me. So then like it, it, it turns into more business, maybe not today, but it's going to be something tomorrow and it's going to be much more fruitful for you. Because that person is going to be dedicated, like they're always going to use you. Yeah, I I believe that that's crazy. Um, I'm good friends with someone you put in the Marine Corps. Yeah, I don't know if you remember his name is Camacho Kevin. Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, I know Camacho. I, yeah. uh, he was my first friend at 223, mm-hmm. like my very first friend. And then I remember, um, I don't know how you came up in the in the conversation. Yeah. But he was like, "This is my recruiter," and he would. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is daddy. Yeah. <laughs> And um, he texted me this morning saying like, hey, I have somebody for you, right? And it was the same thing. Uh, I could have made more money doing whatever it is, but it was just like, okay, well, he lives in like a, like up north. Yeah. Not up north, but like mm-hmm. in like the desert, right? the high desert. And he texted me saying like, hey, I have somebody for you. And, and like two minutes later, there was another text like, hey, this is, I'm Kevin's friend, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, damn. And so me servicing him, and I don't, like, me being able to, like, do what made sense for him and his, his family brought me, just as, as an example, like, his friend. Whereas if I were just like, all right, boom, let's make the most money, like, it, it wouldn't have done him that well, you know? He would have he just probably said, like, ah, solar's cool and all, but I don't feel like I'm saving any money, or, like, it's not a great opportunity for me and my family, um i don't recommend it so like then that guy never even gets into solar in the first place and exactly exactly and so it's just crazy how that worked because i i link him to you all the time and i do know like i may not know much about you but like i remember i serviced a homeowner um this was like two years ago in lancaster and they have like marine teddy bears all over their house i'm like who's in the marine corps like oh my friend roland and i was like what the hell like is this real? <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, Do you remember their name? Yeah, uh, and and uh, Ripkin. And, oh no shit! Yeah, yeah. That's a a good family. Like my one of my good 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 friends. That's like their family. Man, small world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the uh, Mikhail and yeah. something Ripkin and Mikhail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember just like seeing like build a bear, build a bears, but in like dress blues. I'm like, yeah. who's in who's in service here? like oh it's my friend i'm like what the hell <laughs> and that's that's the value of having those deep exactly. connections with people like it, it it is a small world but only because of that expansive ability yeah. and the ability to connect with those people yeah and what how they were talking about i didn't obviously i never had a conversation with you at all i knew you through through danny yeah. but that's when i was like oh like they're for real mm-hmm. like yeah that's awesome that's what they're about yeah. it's good and so yeah yeah I think that's a that's a good place to to stop. Yeah.
Thank you again for coming on uh, on the podcast again. Thank I you appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. Uh, go ahead and follow him on Instagram. Follow the self-paid podcast. Yep. And uh, make sure to leave a review for this podcast. If it helped you in any way, make sure to put a review, put comments. If there's a subject that you guys want us to touch on, put it in the comment section down below. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thanks, brother. Oh, appreciate yeah. it.